Welcome, everybody, to the Commentarian's special features bonus episode. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, this week, we have a very special episode, real fun-filled, uh, delightful family fun for everyone. Uh, we're going to be... <laughs> but first, let me introduce who I'm here with. Uh, I'm here with Emily Dixon and Nathan Underwood. How you doing, guys? Doing good. Doing How are you? <laughs> family fun. Family huh? fun. Emily just watched... Uh, just... Uh, talked through silence of the lambs this month and i thought what a great topic uh to tackle let's discuss the uh the most i don't know one of the greatest villains in movie history hannibal lecter yeah he he's fascinating he, he's kind of a a character that's kind of caught people's imagination yeah. in a way that i don't think many villains have Maybe Joker from Batman with uh, Heath Ledger playing him. Maybe he kind of. Yeah. And yeah, I, I will say I, I I didn't think I'd have a whole lot to contribute to this episode, but here I'm already talking. So <laughs> we uh, can't shut you up. <laughs> I know. I, I know you guys are, are just thrilled to have me along. But the uh, the Batman, the, the Dark Knight, that was actually one of the movies. Um, Mickey and I hadn't been married very long and she doesn't watch a whole lot of dark stuff. And. So we were watching that and we just got done with like a really intense action scene and Mickey just pauses the show and it just, just pauses. It doesn't say anything I'm like, um, what's up? And she goes, I have to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And she sits there for a few seconds longer. I'm like, are you going to go? And she goes, can you check in the, in the, can you, check in the bathroom for me <laughs> like, like, like it, it, but no i get that because i mean you, you felt like by the time that movie was over that the joker was gonna come get you that was such a great portrayal well he was such a realistic figure it wasn't like over the top or crazy it was just a guy who painted his face who did horrible things and yeah. so that's part of it is like he seemed like somebody who could actually exist and just the fact that he's on screen very little, like it would shock you how little mm -hmm. he's actually in the movie, yet he is one of the most memorable moment, things about that movie. Well, well it, that's the same thing with Silence of the Lambs, too. Yeah. Because Hannibal Lecter, I forget how many minutes, it's like less than 20 minutes, I think, that he's in the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but he, he still yeah. took over that image i think you said like 25 minutes or something like that on the on the the show i'm not sure if you you've actually it. listened to it since I actually, I have. yeah I, I just said it to the, the other day but the um now back back to the joke real quick you're talking about him being more realistic and one of the things too like jack like uh jack nick nicholson yeah jack nicholson okay i was there's like a golfer with a similar name or something but uh but jack nicholson uh you know, is it Jack Nicholson? Now you've got me wondering. <laughs> you know, his his Joker, okay, his Joker, his his motivation was to get Batman. And that's the thing I think that made Heath Ledger's Joker more creepy is you, even though Batman was fighting him, his motivation was never specifically to get at Batman. It was, it was whatever was going on in his brain that no one could wrap their head around. And that's what, that's one of the things that kind of made him more creepy than, I mean, obviously, you know, there's some cartoon elements to Jack Nicholson's bat or Joker, 
Um, but Heath Ledger's, there was, it wasn't, the motivation was not Batman specifically. The motivation was anomalous. And I think that's kind of like what you're talking about with Hannibal, where it's, it's not there's you can't define the goal and pin down and fix what it is that needs fixing with Hannibal. That's a really good point. And I'm going to talk about this later. But uh, Hannibal Rising is another portrayal of Hannibal Lecter by another actor who I'm not even going to look up because it was such a terrible portrayal. But in a film trying to explain why Hannibal Lecter is the way that he is, is ridiculous. It is it is not it's inappropriate it, it makes no sense hannibal lecter is just evil he's a horrible person and to try to bring empathy and sympathy for why he is the way that he is makes no sense well i i think that's one of the things that actually the tv series had over the movies yeah uh i i really actually i like mad Mick, mads mickelson's portrayal of hannibal much better than even Anthony Hopkins, um, which is surprising because Anthony Hopkins is just such a great actor. Yeah. But, um, you know, trying to explain that, that why is he the way he is? And that's really one of the huge debates when people have tried to go through and psychoanalyze his behavior and actions. Is he a sociopath? Is he a psychopath? Or is this just an extreme version of PTSD? Hmm. Because... Before, you know, spoiler alert, if you guys haven't already, aren't already familiar with the kind of the backstory of, of Hannibal, this all begins because he sees his little sister murdered and eaten. And so he, he goes and mimics this behavior and in mimicking it, one of the arguments is that he's actually trying to put himself in a situation where he can kind of redeem what happened to her, that he can kind of make some sense out of it by reenacting it. No, that's, that's interesting because not to lose us too many fans, but I was listening to Jordan Peterson and um, <laughs> the, uh, um, uh, it, but I was listening to Jordan Peterson. He was talking about PTSD and that's one of the, the things that, and you probably know this from your counseling background. It's one of the things they do for people with extreme PTSD is tr to try to get them to, uh, put themselves back in that situation and relive it to the point that they that they can wrap their mind around it, and, and so that would make sense if if it was from the extreme PTSD angle. Um, and the other thing that would make that even a little more scary. Um, now I haven't seen the show. Were you saying they were exploring that in the show? Yeah, they they bring it up some in the show. It's also in um, like Joe said, Hannibal Rising, and is there any of it in Red Dragon? I don't remember. It's been too long. Since yeah, I've I don't seen think that. they mention it. I think they might mention it a little bit, but uh, it's mainly in Hannibal Rising, which is a prequel that was the last book that was written, and that tells the okay. whole story that uh, they were they they were a family that lived in the castle in Eastern Europe. When the Nazis came in, they ran away, and the Nazis ransacked their ho their home. They were mm -hmm. staying in a cabin where the Russians ended up showing up, and uh, they were there was a, a fire battle. The, their house was like destroyed by a shell, by a tank shell, mm -hmm. and then because of they were starving, the parents died, and it was just the kids and some Russian soldiers left alive. And because they were starving, because it was the middle of winter the soldiers decided to cannibalize the daughter, the his sister. Mm -hmm. And he witnessed it and it drove him crazy. And they, you know, they kind of beat him and broke his arm. And then later on, he came back to, uh, to seek revenge. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, say real quick, just to finish what I was saying, that, that kind of makes it even more scary because then it's not just something like, oh, he's just a person who happened to be born evil. This is now something that could happen to someone else or could happen to you. And that that is what makes him terrifying. And I didn't think we'd get there so quickly, but sorry, but no, but no, that is because if you notice, uh, particularly in the TV show, which actually, before I get there, if you haven't seen the TV show and you you're a fa- fan of really well shot it's, TV, it's beautiful, like, gorgeous. Oh my gosh, food porn out the wazoo. A lot of experimental you, filmmaking in that. It's unbelievably beautiful. the costuming, amazing. Yeah. Uh, it, there is so many good things to say about this, and the food shots are are crazy disturbing, because you look at it and you're like, "Ooh, I'd like to try that," and then you realize what it is, <laughs> and so it's kind of this really weird push and pull of horror, sure, understated horror, in, in, in the show, and that makes it very effective. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's one of those shows that I could actually watch it over and over again i actually do own the dvds uh on it because it's good it's that good now i do have a question though um you said you you thought that you couldn't see anyone doing hannibal better than anthony hopkins so my question is is it just that it's not is it just the actor or is the possibility that that hannibal in the movie is always dressed down um, does he seem less uh, um, less slick in the movie because maybe his uh, his attire? Okay, Mads is a good looking man. Okay, let's just be honest. I, I have he, no idea. I, yeah, Mads I have no is, idea who the actor is. Well, and if I, I'd be surprised if you could tell me if he was good looking or not. Uh, he, he's 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 a good looking man. He is he is very well presented, and but there's a certain charm that Mads brings to the character yeah. mm-hmm. that Anthony Hopkins just. He's very cold in the movies, mm-hmm. and Mads in because this is the backstory. This happens before Silence of the Lambs, sure, uh, and before he's caught, and he is still schmoozing with the FBI. He's still interacting with people and trying to make friends and trying to to have this kind of uh, human connection. So there's a much more human element to the character overall. See, and gotcha, yeah. But see, that that would make sense. Like he's he's pretending more, so right. he's more he's more welcoming. Mm-hmm. That's why I like mm-hmm. Mads Mikkelsen as Hannibal Lecter before he's caught. But I like Hannibal Lecter. I like Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs more because I feel that Hannibal Lecter are, can be himself now that he's behind bars. I can't imagine the Anthony Hopkins in prison in Silence of the Lambs being the guy on the outside. Because like people with like uh, who are sociopaths, they're not mm-hmm. they're not terrible people. They have they don't have a lack of any empathy. They feel they have emotions. They just don't know how to express them correctly. So they they copy mm-hmm. what other people do. They literally mm-hmm. study yep. how people react to certain news, certain information, and they just pretend and they act that out. I think that that's why um, Mads Nicholson was so good. Because as a Hannibal Lecter, a free man that nobody knows who he really is, he's he. That's exactly how he would act. But now that he's caught and that he's in prison, he would mock people. He would like he would dig into your psyche. He would really cherish torturing you mentally and verbally, the way Anthony Hopkins does. 
I can't imagine sure. Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter being a psychiatrist in a psychiatrist's office, like saying, like treating his patients that way. Like uh, Mr. S- Mr. Smith, welcome back. <laughs> Do you still hear your mother walking down the hall at night? Do, do you still hear her foot, her feet clamping on the wooden floor? Clip, clop, clip, clop. Do you fear okay, what you'll see have when she feet? opens the door? <laughs> Mr. Smith, Something where I've are you going? Something I've learned about Joe this week is that he really loves accents. <laughs> uh, and this is just the second example, and I won't give away the first one. But, the you know, at the same time, because I, I have recently watched... Um, what is it? Howard's End uh, with Anthony Hopkins. And um, anyway, it's one of his, his younger uh, roles and one of the British uh, productions. And he is a very sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think he could encompass that side. Um, I would actually see have a harder time, though, seeing Mads going into being that mocking, arrested uh, Hannibal Lecter that Anthony Hopkins is so I see a harder I have a harder time picturing the reverse of what you just described so yeah because I I I don't I Mads Nicholson in prison was very was just as charming and just as Mm -hmm. sweet and he just you just happen to know who he was now and so he was free to speak the way that he was but he wasn't that really sinister you know kind of evil person that Anthony Hopkins was but here's the question that you really have to ask yourself about Hannibal, because there's this, this level of him that even though he's quote unquote evil, and I mean, I, I do think he's evil, but there's this, the people he kill, he kills, they, they aren't, they kind of deserve it. There, there's an element of them that there's something wrong with them. Uh, Mason Verger, for example, uh, we know that he tortured and molested his sister yeah. and, you know, and Anthony Hopkins grooms um, Margot to to go and kill Mason. And, you know, it, but then he turns around and says, hey, I'll take the blame for it. What's one more murder on my rap sheet? Yeah. And so there, there's there's this aspect of him that he he is only killing people for things that kind of make them bad in his perspective now in his perspective what makes people bad is not being polite yeah and that's you know when jodie foster in silence of the lamb she's walking through and the guy throws the semen on her uh that's uh, that's impolite Should so he has bother to- me that i understand that <laughs> just like um, well just, that's impolite don't, don't be rude but no well, but, yeah, but i understand that that's definitely impolite but i'm just saying like oh you you're driving the wrong way uh, in the parking lot, you know, kind of thing. You know, it just, just drives me insane. Yeah, so he's not indiscriminately killing is what I'm saying. They're, they're, he has a moral code. Uh, it's not maybe what we would ascribe to, but there is a moral code within Hannibal Lecter. But I, Even the, the deer hunter. Yeah. Because how dare he kill that deer? Yeah, but I'm, I think that that's what we see on screen in the story. I think other times he murders innocent people all of the time and especially before he was caught he wasn't picking terrible people all the time sometimes he was i'm sure